Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we, we got a show that is the beginning of what? Well, the presidential election of 2024. Can you believe it? Uh, last uh, go around in 2020, well, the Republicans didn't have uh, uh, any primary, so what happened? Well, in 2016, what were, were they, 17 or 18 Republicans running for president? And they started in September, October, and all the polling of that year of 20, well, it was 2015. And I remember, because I went to a, a event uh, they used to have, and I wish they'd bring it back, but the Value Voter Summit, I took my children there, because in 2015, and it was October, I believe, could have been September, October, 15 different uh, presidential candidates were at the Value Voters Summit where uh, my children got to see. I said, you might not ever see this again in your lifetime to be able to get close to all uh, 15 different candidates, including Donald Trump. And and I remember that uh, vividly. I remember uh, my children got to talk to uh, Senator Graham because there weren't many people around him as he came to speak. And, and they got to meet some of the other candidates. Trump, of course, when Trump came in, it was a full house, standing room only. People poured in to hear Donald J. Trump raising up his, uh, the Bible his mom had given him. And uh, there's a lot of laughter still, people thinking this man will never uh, get the Republican nomination. This was about uh, seven months before the nomination and, and before any primaries. It was three or four months before any primary started. And yet Donald Trump, you know the amazing story and all the naysayers, and, and he won. And now... Who's announced? Well, Donald Trump's the only Republican to announce for 2024. Uh, DeSantis, Poland, shows he's very, very uh, well-liked. And so what would happen? Well, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to play a clip from Dick Morris and and see what he was saying on Newsmax about it. And we'll, we'll go over some of the candidates that are looking into it. Because if someone's really serious, they have to be raising money right now or getting everything together and finding campaign teams and good talent which is hard to find these days for running campaigns so a lot is going on that the media hasn't picked up on but you're hearing about it right here on doc holiday's rock splitting politics so before we get into that let me tell you a piece of good news i think it's good news you can see what 
you think, now many of you are younger than me, some of you are older than me, but I can remember the um, uh, 1969, what was a lot of big events, but one of the big ones were, was that Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon in 1969. But uh, there's another man, the second man to step on the moon. You remember who that was? Well, uh, the moon's shining good on him now. Why? Because Buzz Aldrin, 93 years old. And what did he do on his 93rd birthday? He got married in a small ceremony in Los Angeles, California. And it's, it's good to know uh, that moon trip, sometimes you wonder if it wears people out. Uh, but, um, well, we know Buzz is still... Uh, kicking strong 93 years old and just got married the newlyweds are happy and and he was on apollo 11 the lunar landing second human ever to step on the moon and so happy birthday buzz aldrin now let's uh let's look at uh what's going on with the presidential campaign so let me play this clip right here from newsmax take a listen to this and President Trump, the former one, has already made his intentions clear. In 2024, he will be running for the Republican nomination for President of the United States. And while he has an early jump on campaigning, with his first public event of the year scheduled for next weekend, by the way, in Columbia, South Carolina, again, we were talking about that in the last block, that's where it's going to be next weekend, the question remains, when other contenders enter the race, who will hold the lead? Well, let's ask the host of Dick Morris Democracy right here on Newsmax and the author of the great best-selling book, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. He predicted this all. Um, you know, Dick, I want to get to your sense about all of this. This is so interesting because looking at the potential field of contenders, you know, of course, we have Trump, uh, obviously, possibly Ron DeSantis, possibly Nikki Haley. There were a couple others, uh, maybe potentially Pompeo, Pence, uh, Tim Scott. Based on what you have seen in recent pollings, is Trump still the front runner? Well, first of all, this is a timely interview because yesterday uh, polls came out that were breathtaking in their impact. Uh, the Trump people are polling this weekend, and we'll have accurate data from John McLaughlin early next week. But two earlier polls, two private polls, one by Harvard-Harris, which is usually pretty accurate, and the other by uh, economist YouGov, both show Trump with a huge gain in the last month or two in his favorability and in his vote share against DeSantis. What do you attribute uh, that to, Dick, that huge gain? Well, first, let me spell out the numbers because they're really graphic. Uh, the ratio between Trump's favorable and unfavorable uh, was underwater by uh, 21 points uh, last month, and now it's underwater by three points. Let me jump in right there. Did you hear what Dick Morris said? <laughs> his, his favorable and unfavorable ratings and then i remember back uh, after the election of uh, midterm elections and, and and everybody was dumping on trump because the republicans hadn't done as well and he he uh had let uh kanye west and uh and uh, dip wad came in came in with him that was anti-semite and had said things and and trump 
let had had a dinner with him, trying to talk some sense in the Conway, I believe he said. But uh, he should have never had, had had any anything to do with someone who's publicly anti-Semite. Just just uh, it was a bad it was a, a bad picture, bad vision, and and Trump was really not looking that good. We you heard uh, if you go back and listen to one of uh, his friends, uh, Daphne Barack, we had her on at the end of the year with her husband Bill Ganasty, and and she was pretty much saying that uh, she didn't see Trump being able to uh, raise the money like he did before, not being able to uh, excite because the crowds because of some of the things that he said and just made some boneheaded moves like like uh, that. But did you hear what? Dick Morris was saying his unfavorable ratings have gone down. It's favorable. Uh, it's still underwater, but it's come going up uh, quite a few points. So what is going on? Well, let, let's uh, continue to let Dick Morris show his point of view, and we're going to have a few comments uh, when uh, the interview is concluded. He has uh, 40 uh, eight four, by two points, 45 favorable, 45 unfavorable, 43 favorable. So uh, he's closed 18 points of favorability since uh, really the early part of December. And in the race against DeSantis, whereas previously he had been about two or three or four or five ahead, uh, Harvard Harris now has him 10 ahead, 55-45. Uh, the wow. dynamic we're talking about is that the larger the field, the more Trump dominates it, because the anti-Trump vote gets sliced into different pieces. So when you poll Trump against Pence and Pompeo and Haley and all of the others, uh, Trump leads with about 48 to 28, 28 for DeSantis and the others in single digits. But when you collapse it into a two-way field, Trump's margin now narrows to 10. It had previously been less than five. And uh, that's a very interesting dynamic in this race because basically the, the, the more candidates are in the field, the more the Trump lead expands. So obviously DeSantis wants there to be a one-on-one -on -one race. He doesn't want to have eight other people in the contest. And, but obviously Trump would like the other people to be in the race. So you're in a strange position now where the front runner would like people to pay attention to the other candidates. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. You know, Dick, we just have about a few seconds left because I want to make sure I get to this. That, that's amazing, that, that change that you just talked about. That's really big. Why, just real briefly, do you think he's gained so much? That 18-point swing you just talked about, that's huge. Well, first, he hasn't screwed up uh, ever since the Condé West thing. There have been no negative stories about him. Uh, his documents, archive stuff contrasts now with Biden's, I think, very well. Uh, and he's made some very important public positive statements. Uh, he's talked about free speech. He's talked about the Twitter suppression of the uh, Biden, Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, he just issued a very strong statement about China taking over America and having to stop Chinese purchases of American companies. And uh, he's presented a very strong and positive profile in the last two months. And wow. it's paying off in the polling. Well, you heard Dick Morris saying that uh, 
his strong stances, Trump's strong stances, are paying off in the polling. We see Biden, Biden, President Biden, uh, stumbling around, uh, and, and it's just, just uh, so ironic and laughable in the way he came against Donald Trump, calling him, calling him irresponsible on 60 Minutes for having documents at his house. And now <laughs> Biden, they're finding documents all over the place, but not with an FBI raid. You know, the American people are fair. And it's just, it's unbelievable the amount of political uh, playing with the FBI and the way they raided Donald Trump didn't let his lawyers even watch the raid, kept him out, did everything secretly. And now, I mean, they even went into uh, Baron Trump's room, searched everything, went into Melania's uh, closet. I mean, uh, it's just unbelievable what they put the Trump th Trumps through. And then <laughs> they don't do the same thing. For Joe Biden's house, I'm not saying you'll go through the White House. Everything's okay there as far as uh, secure documents. I hope they are. They, they may be laying out everywhere for the way it looks like. But why didn't the FBI, FBI go raid uh, the the house in Delaware that Hunter Biden used and President Biden's used and who owns it? Who's been renting, paying rent? Does that go back to all the Ukraine money that Hunter Biden got? All this, you know, the FBI knows all this information, and and they've known this about Hunter Biden for years, even before they got the laptop. They knew he had the gun, you know, threw a gun away illegally. You know, he bought it without all the all the laws being covered and and you know when they and they let him go with it didn't announce anything and now all these things that hunter biden is has done and the fbi knows it all they've had a laptop they had a laptop for <laughs> even during the first impeachment trial of president trump and it had things on there about ukraine did they even mention it was out there no the president of the United States was being impeached and then tried. This was an important piece of information. The FBI sat on it. Sat on it. Was that good for America or did that hurt America? You, by golly, know it hurt America. Just like the whole Russian hoax hurt America. And all of this is just smelling a high heaven. Now, Going back to the presidential election of 2024, is Donald Trump going to move forward with ideas that moves our nation forward? Well, China has really been, uh, it, it's, it's really showing its ugly CCP, the Communist Party um, that runs China. Their ugly head is getting uglier. And what has Joe Biden done? Well, not a lot. Not a lot. Now, let me stop right here and I tell you on the second half of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. It's been a little while, so we'll, we'll take a, a quick look into that. 
we got a little bit more about who else is thinking about running in the Republican primary. We'll go over that. And also, I'll take this time to remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. And uh, many of you listen through iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, uh, just uh, Apple, and, and all the different uh, places out there. We're glad that you're listening to us by whatever means you are. And uh, so keep listening. Tell your friends and neighbors about us. And also, I can tell you, soon and very soon, Novel is coming out, Hatchy, Keeper of the Secret, by Doc Holliday. So, it's a novel, not about politics, not about religion. We got a little bit, maybe, of religion in it. And yes, it's a novel that I've been wanting to get out for quite a while, and it'll be a series, so... As soon as it, as soon as the supply chain issues are overcome, we're gonna uh, tell you about how you can get in. So just hang on. I was wishing <laughs> it was supposed to be in here before, way before Christmas, and uh, having to wait. So hang on, and I'd love to get that out to you. Tell you how to get it as soon as it comes out. Now, okay, let let's talk about presidential politics. First, take a listen to this. It's down to me Oh yeah The way she talks When she's spoken to Down to me The change has come She's under math Yeah Under math Her eyes Are just kept To herself And, of course, that's Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones singing about Under My Thumb. Now, we talking about the Democratic Party. Is that Joe Biden talking about the vice president? Uh, very well could be. Or could that be Donald Trump talking about a Republican competitor for the Republican nomination? Who would that be? <laughs> At one time, you heard... Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina and a former ambassador to the United Nations under Donald J. Trump, who did an outstanding job there, I thought. But she had said just a couple years ago, that, or a year ago, that she wouldn't run for president if Donald J. Trump was running. But now she's throwing her name out there. I believe a book's come out. If you're going to run for president, you got to write a book, it seems like. Ron DeSantis has written one, I think. Uh, who else out there? Oh, yeah. Uh, former Secretary of State Pompeo and also who? A former Vice President Mike Pence. A lot of good candidates there. We named uh, DeSantis, Pence, Haley, and Pompeo. That's four. But, you know, there's more talking about running. There's more. Uh, who else? Well, there's a lot of contenders that want to look at it again. We don't know if somebody will jump back in like Dr. Rand Paul. Uh, Trump pretty much ran him off pretty early. Last time, I never will forget, when they had to line up. And this is 2015 and 16 when they had those debates. And, you know, at first they had the big table, little table. <laughs> and then uh, 
But I, I think, uh, and uh, one t- I'll never forget that one time uh, Donald Trump looked down there at the very end. Of course, whoever is was higher in the polls would be in the middle. Whoever's on the end was the lowest in the polls, and it was Rand Paul. <laughs> and Trump leaned forward and looked all the way down to at one of the uh, debates, looked all the way down to see Rand Paul and said, oh, I'll just see if you're still down there. <laughs> but he, he had his way to uh, knock people on down. But how about Ted Cruz? I hadn't heard anything out of Ted Cruz. You know, it, it came down it was between Cruz and Trump at the end. Uh, there's some people going so far rhino. Um, you know, just, I mean, just, uh, they, they can't run again for nomination, even if they wanted to. Um, the Republicans have got to get their act together. And this never Trump has got, you got to get rid of that. The Republican Party is going to have a great year to run in 2024. There's a, the Senate looks difficult for the Democrats. If you look, I think they talked to the Senator uh, Kane, who was the VP candidate under Hillary Clinton, Democrat from Virginia. They talked to him in running again for, uh, for for the Senate in Virginia. It could be very tough because who else they're putting on the list of possible people running is Yunkin. The governor of Virginia. Now he hadn't been. He's just now getting into his third year as governor of Virginia, and we've mentioned this before. What happens if the state of Virginia becomes into play for the electoral college? It would throw a big monkey wrench into the Democrats' plan to get 270 votes in electoral college. So you know people got to be looking at Yunkin if he can come out and have a forceful campaign or could he be a VP candidate? has to be on a short list of VP candidates. Um, Lindsey Graham, I don't believe he's going to run. He, I don't think I've heard any presidential ambitions since he got defeated in 2016. But Nikki Haley is already coming from South Carolina, but could Senator Tim Scott jump in and run again that would be a fresh face for the republican party on a national ticket now he worked harder than anybody i think harder than anybody in the midterms for all republican candidates around the country so uh and he's a great speaker i I, i've heard him in person two or three times met him when he was a congressman and he's a very very charismatic person now the news media don't build him up like they build up barack obama because actually senator tim scott his uh this his forefathers and mothers were uh actual slaves now barack obama was half black but he his um his ancestors were not involved in american slavery the institution of slavery tim scott his uh, great-great-grandparents or great-great-great-grandparents were a part of slavery. And, and he could be running on a Republican ticket for president of the United States. Now, that would be something massive. And again, whoever is, comes 
into the leadership of the polling and gets the nomination, who will be vice president? Look at Tim Scott, a, a brilliant a senator who happens to be black and a Republican. Is that appealing for the country as a VP? How about Yunkin and putting Virginia in the play? How about Secretary of State Pompeo? But of course, if he runs against Trump, Trump will say you're disloyal. And because you were in my cabinet and you ran against me. Uh, you know, and that's where I hope Trump can, he'll have to be like Lincoln and, and, and come forward like Lincoln's second inaugural address where he, he, he said, well, you got to come together. And, and that's what Trump needs to do if he wins the nomination in a way that he hasn't done before. Because if Trump wins the nomination, he's asking the country to put him back in the White House for four years. He can't run after that. So if they put him back in the White House for four years, he has to have somebody ready to go to keep the momentum and keep the movement moving forward. They would have a chance for eight more years. And, and that's why the vice president nominee has got to be somebody that will pull America forward. Mike Pence probably won't get that nod, I would believe. Ted Cruz, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot that is coming forward. Maybe Ted Cruz is not going to run because he says, hey, I'll be your vice president candidate. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on under the currents here. And and you're hearing about it right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Let me tell you a little bit quickly about Bitcoins jumped up from uh, where it was running, you know, in the 16,000, 17,000 range for one Bitcoin. And it's moved up to $22,000, $23,000 at, at the time of uh, recording. And it may have gone up or back down. Uh, I told you last week or a couple of weeks ago when when we were talking about predictions and I, I said that I, I predict it'll be a very uh, excruciating year for cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. Now, saying that, if I jinxed it <laughs> and, and Bitcoin has a great year and cryptocurrency does great, I will not cry. And I will be the first to say I blew it. And I may, maybe, maybe subconsciously I did that so that everybody holding cryptocurrency can do better <laughs> than they did last year because it, it stunk in 2022. Uh, but some of the, the altcoins, and some of you are not familiar with any of this, you say we won't ever touch cryptocurrencies. Some of them are going to have a very good use case scenario. In the future they already have some good use cases ethereum bitcoin those are the big two and ethereum is changing and, and building where people can build on it in the blockchain and that's the technology that's going to move america and the world forward in many ways some people got way ahead of themselves and then we had some cheaters some scammers like the ftx scandal with uh uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, who gave millions of dollars through his FTX and Amita research to Democrats.
Oh, and of course, he said he gave some Republicans, but he did like dark money, so nobody know. Nobody would know he was giving them anything to Republicans. Well, you know what? That dark money goes both ways. And Elon Musk even said, "Hey, tell them the truth. Tell them the truth, Sam." Said he. I, he said he thought Sam Bankman-Friedman had given up to a billion dollars, a billion dollars to Democrat and the PACs. You know, PACs don't have to report who gave them the money. A billion dollars. Did he? Did Sam Bankman-Friedman? If he gave that, was it the whole thing created as a Democratic scam to begin with? You go back and listen to their shows. They, they used FTX to get money to the Ukraine. Did did American money go into the Ukraine and get come back through FTX and political donations to Democrats? Did that happen? Somebody needs to look. And we're going in right there. But that's the thing. If you got scammers and disgusting defrauders, allegedly, uh, Sam Bankman-Freeman has not been uh, going before the jury or the judge. I think it's they're putting that off to October, so all this is alleged. But it is dangerous not to see how much money went into politics, even if it went into the dark money. When you got a fraudster, alleged fraudster, fraudster and money poured into the democratic party you know he might not even go to jail <laughs> have you thought about that have you thought about how much money he had how many people he paid off and he may get off without even going to jail how about that well i hope you'll put that in your pipe and smoke it and by golly Let's see the House Republicans look into this along with all the other shenanigans that are going on. And thank goodness, at least we didn't get a red tidal wave, but at least we got enough Republicans to barely get the House. And maybe we can get some real investigations. Let's pray that we do. And let's pray that there's some whistleblowers out there to come forward and tell the truth. We need the truth like never before in this nation and in this world. Pray, pray for the truth tellers to come forward and and not be banned by the FBI, censored by the CIA, censored by the U.S. government, censored by the Biden administration. No, let's hear some truth for once, okay? All right. God bless you. See you next week right here. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. See you then. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.